Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Sci-Fi podcast. My name is Leland and I'm here with my good friend Elizabeth. Hi everybody. And we are uh, two uh, loving sci-fi nerds that like to talk about all things science fiction. Absolutely. And um, you're getting lost with us this week. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> uh, one of the big things that we wanted to talk about this week, real quick before we get into our, our whatever topic, because as you've listened before, you know we have the, the cosmic selection, which is... God knows what's going to come up in the topic wise. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doctor Who, which I'm a big fan. Elizabeth, a big fan. Huge. We have a mutual love and bond over that our first Doctors were number nine. Yes. So we always have had a good friendship, solid, solidarity on we love number nine. We do. We love everybody else. We do. I, I admit, it's funny <laughs> so. that I think that, yes, is 10 a better Doctor? Absolutely. But. Nine is my yeah, doctor. Yeah, but he wasn't my first doctor. Yeah, yeah so you're exactly. just like, oh, he's good. Yeah, oh yeah, no, he yeah. is. So yeah. And his episodes are solid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. His nine episodes are always high on the cheese factor in a lot of cases, but I think they were finding their footing. Yeah, at the time. that yeah. I feel. But but without nine, though, you, you you know you don't get certain things, yeah. and I feel that's you know, I. Yeah, the, a friend of mine on I can't uh, I can't yeah. say what I'm saying. But oh, it's yeah. all good. No, a friend of mine on Facebook was just talking the other day. She's finally watching Doctor Who, and she loves the chemistry between Eccleston and Billy Piper. And she's like, so of course he has to leave. He's not allowed to leave. Yeah. They have to stay and entertain me for crying out loud. So, yeah. I, I, there is a world out there where he stayed for two more seasons, yeah. and then Tenet came on. Yeah, and I always kind of imagine where Davies would have taken that character, like. Or, it, or you know what, just plug in the next two seasons with him as the Doctor, minus the love story, because I don't think it would have worked as well. I don't know. I thought it, it established the footing of the love story, really. But it's, That's true. I'll give you that. It's also one of those things where we can imagine what it would have been like if he had stayed, but man, he left at the top, you know? Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't, I don't think he could have done any better than some of the episodes that he had. That is true. I if you're going to go, rather, go yeah, I would have rather yeah. seen him go when, when we still like loved him, and my, this little piece of my heart went with him, and I think that's all right. I think that's fine. And also, so we got John Hurt. Yeah, we because did. Because of the, the mess. Yep. You know, like John Hurt got to do his thing. Yep, yep. And I I, I just like John Hurt, so I it was nice too. seeing that. It but, was his birthday the other day. Happy birthday. So. Uh, well, uh, at the time of recording, it was just dropped a few days ago that uh, Moffat is finally leaving Doctor Who. <laughs> I can tell you have feelings I am, this. He should have left a season ago, as yeah. far as my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I feel that the last season... And you are currently watching it, so yes. now we two can, more episodes, two yeah. more episodes to go, and you'll and and it ends strong. So good. that's the good. But I feel it started good and it ends wonderfully. Mm-hmm. But everything in the middle it's was. True. I just was like, you know what? If you're tired of doing it, don't do it. It's quite all right if you leave. And it's. I wouldn't even think of it. He's tired of doing it, but it's just. The episodes, the only way I'm going to describe them is the arcs that we've had with 11 and 12. They're kind of unwieldy. I've never really gotten into a lot of the Clara arcs. Yeah. Um, it's like you think about 10's run, and this is a lot of Moffat with 10 as well. The story itself was actually fairly straightforward. Even mm-hmm. his final arc, what led up to him dying, it was just, it was very, it wasn't simple, but I, I feel like it gets. It's it's complicated for complicated sake a lot of the times with eleven and twelve and I just I'm just like I kind of want more monsters and more adventure and less talking and yeah I I just feel that you okay this is this is the example I like to use it, it's a weird one but mm-hmm. you'll understand when I when I say it 
I feel like Stephen Moffat's writing of the last two seasons of Doctor Who is like reading a Grant Morrison comic. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I've been dropped in the middle of a conversation, yeah. and I've missed the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to find out the end, but we're never going to find out how that conversation started. No. And I don't like that as a storytelling trope. No. Like, I don't like... I, tell me a beginning and ending in the middle. You know, you can start with the end oh, and yeah. go back. And a lot of people or do. You, you can pulp fiction the shit out of it. Yeah, and I'm fine yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. And they've done that. Yeah. And you know, like, uh, but it just it it drives me crazy that I don't understand certain things. And I'm like, I'm smart. I feel I've been watching and reading science fiction for over thirty years. I should be able to pick this up and understand it completely. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. And that upsets me right. on a level where I get very angry at the show. Right. And that's why I think it's unwieldy. It's like, is it bad? No, but sometimes it's just bad storytelling is what it is. And yeah. I am a sucker for great dialogue, which when he puts his mind to it, he oh, can God, really yes. do. He really yeah. can. And then I don't know who was writing her, but the mistress, the time lady, um, oh, uh, what's, um, her, what's her name? The master. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Oh, oh I know. What is she having him she, call her? The, Missy. The, Missy, yeah. exactly. That's right. Like, Mistress. I had I was, it. I almost I was, had it. I wanted to say Tony. It was like, that doesn't sound right. Her dialogue <laughs> is lovely and she does it so oh, well. Oh, and she's so good. She's yeah. amazing. And so that that there there are definitely gems here and there that yeah. I've enjoyed. Um, and certainly Clara, spoilers, saying goodbye to her boyfriend in that one episode where she was mind-controlled and everything. Yeah, and that's another thing that just never came back. No. Like, you had that weird future episode where yeah. we saw um, Danny Pink as either a, a relative yeah. of Clara and him, and yeah. then nothing. Like I'm like, was that written out of continuity Apparently, due maybe to a he, time travel yeah, thing? he died, so the future's been rewritten. And that's fine, yeah. but tell me. Yeah. As a viewer, I need to know. Now, if they said it and I missed it, then I apologize, I but I feel did. I didn't miss it. No. So yeah, Moffat, I mean, he has been responsible for some really amazing stuff, but he yeah. also, I think... I, everybody has a lifespan in these shows. The yes. actors, the writers, the directors, everything. And I think he's reached his end, and I think that's good. I know? was talking to, um, there's a gentleman that comes into the comic book shop that I work at. His name's Mike, and I call him Mike the Doctor Who guy. Because nice. he knows he knows more about Doctor Who than I will know in my entire lifetime. Right. So I always ask him questions, and he was saying that the scuttlebutt was that uh, Moffat didn't want to leave until he made his mark. Like, he didn't have his... Um, his iconic, what he's he, known for or No, was the, uh, he didn't have his blink. Oh. Like, he was... Tr- now, I, this is his opinion, I okay. assume. I don't okay. know. I don't have any fact about no, no, this. No, no, that's totally fine. Like, that Moffat was looking for his blink. He, right. he didn't want to leave without doing his blink episode. And I was like, um, okay, a fair, I guess. But I guess. you know what? You gave us the pawns. Yeah. Isn't that your blink? I, I was like, you gave so. us two of probably the best companions that, not only that, but it brought in a completely new generation of younger Doctor Who viewers exactly. that would never have watched Doctor Who right. without the Pons and Matt Smith. Right. I was like, can't you fall on your sword on that? It would be, and now Catherine had told me, Catherine's seen everything. I have not seen the final episode of this current season, and I haven't seen the Christmas episode, but Catherine was saying that the final episode of the season, she said the only episode that's better than it is Blink. Um, I don't remember a lot of, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was a yeah. good episode. Yeah. Uh, I hold Blink in a high esteem, so I don't yeah. know if it's for me, No. but 
her opinion is not wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I may not agree with it on a, on a, on a level. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of um, uh, The Doctor's Wife is way high up in there in yeah, my esteem. That, I mean, obviously Blink is one. the best, but well, yeah. Well, you also got Neil Gaiman coming in, so that also helps you out. But his second episode with the Cybermen it was not that great. No. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I think that's due to the fact that I just don't care about the Cybermen. I don't either. But I forget, I mean, I bet you over in the UK they loved it because I forget that that country is so steeped in Doctor Who. Like, little kids were honestly terrified of the Daleks. I've never been frightened of Daleks. I know they're the bad guys. Yeah. But, you know, Neil Gaiman talks about when you were a kid, you watched Doctor Who from behind the sofa so the Daleks wouldn't see you. That's you know? fair. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I don't know. Gun to my head, Daleks or Cybermen, I'm a Dalek guy. Oh, I, yeah, I'm absolutely. Like, yeah. And I only, I only want once a season. Yeah, yeah. I don't want multiple arcs. No. I'm like, you get your one episode a season yeah. of a Dalek, and I am fine with that. And the only thing I like that I thought really was frightening about the Cybermen was the one episode and it was when in Ten's run when you know they're looking at somebody who's been turned into a Cyberman and he's explaining I think to Rose and he's like yes and they they turn off their emotion chips and she's like why do they do that and he looks at her because it hurts yeah. and I was like yeah. or then you have the one the Cyberman that cries later and you're like okay, mm, let's, no. okay. Cybermen have never really done it for me but you no, know. and then it gets even more complicated if you remember that they're the Torchwood episode with a Cyberwoman and yeah. you're like watching this going like what is I don't I know. Don't, you know what? I'm going to say no to all of this. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, that's, that's what Doctor Who is. You just pick and choose, and not everything is going to be great, but yeah. there's gems. You just it was, the it, gems. But, I mean, overall, this season, I'm, I'm, it ended so strongly that I forgive a lot of the really bad two-parters in the middle. Yeah. But. I just saw the one. But. I just saw the one in, um, in the castle. The castle was a good one, yeah. but. It took you 45 minutes before it got good. And that is almost like a 50-minute episode. I know. It's all about that last... And my little sister says that about books. There's, I forget, uh, uh, Prayer for Owen Meany, which is just such a slow, God-strung-out book. And then the last... 10 pages are so amazing. I just loved it. And my little sister said, if a book sucks up until the last 10 pages, it's not a good book. It's bad pacing. And I'm like, "Eh, that's that's true. So there was a little pacing problem in this one, but it was so good in the end. And I think we can, uh, well, I mean, we'll have a discussion later in the, not this show, but another show about Clara in general. And I feel that Clara, she's a good companion that got a really bad rap. I think so. I I think she was forced into random things when yeah. she wasn't ready to be not like not the actress or the character like oh the pawns are leaving yeah we need someone yeah well we have this girl waiting in the wings and, and you're she's like, very good on uh, camera so, yeah you know, there you go. I, I think my biggest disappointment of Claire and we'll wrap this portion up but my biggest disappointment was the Christmas episode with the um oh I can't remember the name uh where she was the nanny in the 18th oh, yeah, century. Exactly, um, that yeah. Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah. The snowman episode. Yes. That's the Clara I wanted to spend all the time with. Yeah. Was the 18th century Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. Which you know was written because he saw all the things online about is Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins a, a doctor. And you're yeah, just like, yeah. mm, well, well played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but then she died, and then we got the other Clara, who was great. But I was like, I want to spend time with a Victorian Clara. Yeah. She was badass. Yeah, she was. She um, was cool. And that was my only real gripe with that particular kind of time period. But, um, but yeah, I feel Clara kind of got a bad rap a little eh, bit. That's okay. That's but, right. all right, so that was our Doctor Who corner. But, yeah. um, but on a whole, are we ready for the new guy to come back in oh 2017 God, because yes. we you won't know. get any more we'll get one episode in 2016 which is bumming me out but then was it moffat's writing 
this the 2017 thing. And I'm they, like, no, no, just leave. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. We'll we'll get one more season with him. I guess that's fine. And they and said I, they're pushing it back. They're pushing it back yeah. because he said there's so much going on. Like the the Olympics are going on in 2016. They're like yeah, that's going to take. England. They're I know, in Rio. That's I know, but that was like, to do with you. It was apparently that was a reason that was brought up why they're waiting. I'm like, what? Why? No, God, because we're not going to get any Sherlock until 2017 either. Yeah, I. I would be more happy if he was like, I'll do the Christmas special, mm-hmm. and then the first episodes of 2017 are the final season with uh, Peter, because yeah. he wants to leave. Well, yeah. it's his time is up. Yeah. Uh, and the new new showrunner. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would like to see Peter written by a different person. Yeah. yeah. But I understand they want a new doctor, new showrunner, okay. go. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah. No, I, I'm all right with that. And I loved... oh. Okay, we will have to table another discussion because you have not seen the season finale yet. And there's something that happens in the season finale that answered a question that the internet has been posing for a long time. Okay. So put a red pin in that and someday we'll have a real long... We'll we'll have a a beautiful mind chart somewhere in your room that we'll connect that later. But uh, I think today um, we're going to go ahead and go get lost. So you've already pulled a topic from a topic. The, the Cosmic Selection. We yes. don't know what the topic is yet. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. And we have, what do we have? Ooh, I love this. Men in Black. Ooh. Nice. Right on. Yes. Okay, yeah. so right. Good. Uh, Men in Black. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was a comic book, I believe, before becoming a franchise in film. Right, which I had not always known. I just It stands on its own so well as just a movie that I never knew that there was something Yeah, before. I don't know if it was... I don't remember if it was like a Marvel DC thing or if it was just like a... Uh, independent company or an sure. image book. I don't remember that. I probably should. I work, eh, in, a, I work in a comic book shop. These yeah. are the things I should know. Nah, it's okay. You know, and it's funny, I've seen the first two, and the second one, which is not a horrible movie. It ain't good. It ain't good. No. And, and that's everybody but everybody who has seen the third one. They're like, okay, it's not as good as the first, but it's better than the second, and there are some things in it that you will enjoy. So it's on yeah. my list of movies to watch eventually. The first one was just so pitch perfect from beginning to end. Honestly, in I, I sometimes when I'm bored driving, because I drive a lot for work and whatnot, I think to myself, what is a perfect movie? Yeah. And and to be a perfect movie, you've got to hit a lot of good beats. Now, my perfection is going to be completely different, say, of your perfection of or anybody, because yeah. everyone has their own opinion. But always in my top ten, somehow Men in Black works its way in there. Mine too. Either top ten comedy, top ten sci-fi. Usually sci-fi because that's I my brain has to work in categories. Right, and I I don't watch comedies very often. Right, I just and like romantic comedies or just plain old comedies. I'll almost never go see them in the theater, and I'll tend to only watch them when friends make me. And mind you, I always enjoy it. I'm always like, that was fun. I should watch more of these, and then I don't. It happens. But a sci-fi comedy like this, just is, I, I, I it, really it, love that movie. It kind of begs, you know, and, and not to bring up something else because we're talking about Men in Black, but for example, uh, I know I know you didn't watch them, but I know you are aware of the Golden Globe snafu of The Martian winning Best Comedy or Musical. Yeah. Which uh, which is one of those category things yeah. that in my mind I'm like, 
Wait, so you didn't want to nominate it for drama because you were afraid it might win and the Revenant would lose? Because that's oh, how it feels that what they did. That sucks. And I'm like, so you nominated it for musical and comedy? And I'm like, did you see The Martian? I did, and I only just saw it last Thursday. Like, so the Martian is a wonderful movie. And it does have a lot of funny bits. But it's it. not a comedy. It is not a comedy. And it's not... also not a musical. You know? God. No, it's not. No, but it's funny. I watch it with... Just because it has a breakdown of ABBA and yeah. Starman in the middle of it does no. not mean it's a musical. It was so hilarious. I'm watching it with three of my friends and we get done and we're just... You're so amped up because it really... It was it was a good... Yeah, it's I mean, a it good was very, movie. Definitely good. And then they start playing I Will Survive. We totally had like a disco dance party going well, on. Well, it was like I got into a discussion with my dad over the usage of David Bowie's Starman during the, the montage where they're like, okay, we know how to save him. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Now we're going to have a four-minute montage with an awesome song, and thus, oh, look, we're a year later, we're about to save him, end of the movie. And yes. you're like, cool. Yeah. We had a discussion, because I I think using Starman was a perfected, perfect song for sure. that scene. Definitely. And my dad was like, well, yeah, but David Bowie also had Space Oddity. I said, you're right, but Space Oddity is a sad song. It is. Um slow yes. and does not fit a montage and then my father was like well what about like Rocket Man I was like yes also good song yeah. but slow yeah it is You, yeah no they had to have looked you have to look at what pace and what pitch you're trying to set Correct. the scene at and this one is one that would definitely bump us up a bit it was funny because we didn't think about it very much because we're watching it and it, for a second I didn't recognize it and then we all look at each other like Oh my God! It's David Bowie. And yeah. But with David Bowie having passed away, yeah. we're like, well, that just hit me right where it hurts. Also, um, you should always have David Bowie over Elton John. That's just a thing. I am gonna <laughs> agree with that statement. I'm gonna. I, I have some friends who nothing argue against with Sir Elton. No, he made some damn good music. He really did. But I. But have I'm to a Bowie admit, dude. Yeah, there we go. I wonder if that's one of those things where it's like Elvis and the Beatles. You're either one or the other. I don't know. It's yeah. That's weird. Are you an Elvis or Beatles? I'm a Beatles guy. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people throw in Rolling because, Stones in there too. Yeah, that's mm, mm. that is really because it's like once you made the decision of oh I, I like the Beatles over Elvis, it's like okay, well you like the Stones over the Beatles, and you're like okay, well, well that's that's I, a tough call. I do. I'm definitely Beatles all the way. I'm yeah, the one, I'm yeah. more of a Beatles guy. I think only because, well, one, they're prettier to look at. True. Because yes. Rolling Stones, you oh don't. Oh, my God. Think, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, Men in Black. <laughs> yes, sorry. Boy, we went way yeah. around the circle on that uh, Rest in peace, David Bowie. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, okay, so it has the three-act structure, so you've got it on that. You yes. know, that makes it a good movie. It's got the, you know, the balance of comedy throughout the whole thing with some really good points of seriousness. Like and it's, it's not straight-up slapsticky comedy. No, it's no. all dialogue-driven. I mean, there are slapstick moments, like when he's delivering the baby Yeah, I was just going to say, when he actually, like, but when he when he It's asks, mostly dialogue. When he's like, when am I going to get those flashy things? It says, when you grow up, and then he's like flipping them off by rubbing yeah. his eye. It, and it, it, things like it. that, or the... Um, I don't be calling me sport or kid or tiger, and then every line starts with "Hey, kid, sport or tiger," and you're <laughs> exactly. like, I, and you're just like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it, it is really, I honestly, it's one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. in science fiction because yeah. it. You're right. The three acts not only do they fit perfectly, but it's so goddamn well acted. Boy, and the guy, um, um, help me out, who played the alien, the the guy that everyone knows. Oh, Vincent Zanoff. Thank you. He did such a great, I mean, not just with the delivery of the lines, but playing somebody stuck in a meat suit, you know? I thought he And he was believable. It was. Rick Baker's special effects on it, you're watching like, oh... Or is it Stan Winston? One of those two. It's one of the two masters. Um, You're watching it and you're like, 
No, I fully believe that he's pulling back all of his skin. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a nice mix of prosthetics with the CG at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think as much as Will Smith and uh, Tommy Lee Jones are amazing, which this is the movie between... The, I think this was the first movie I remember seeing Tommy Lee Jones in. This actually may have come out the same year as The Fugitive. Oh, so I, it's like close. Yeah. It's like 93, they're in that area. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd seen him in something else, but I, right. I can't. I, there's so I, many. I, I, he's always been old. Yeah. Like, even when he was young, I'm like, you look old. Yeah. Uh, but fantastically old. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing him in one of those two movies first, and I was like, I don't know who you are, but I love everything you're doing, and I will watch everything you're in. And yeah. I've really sat through a lot of his movies over the last couple decades. Not all look great, mm. but I find his portrayal of Kay so good. Yeah. And, and even Will Smith works well with him. Like, it is the buddy cop. Yeah. It's very, it's Riggs and Murtaugh. It, yeah. You know, but you're, but it's like it's Riggs and Murtaugh, but with aliens. Exactly. And it's exactly. not Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, which is fine. Yeah. But even, yeah, and I like that they don't play up the black-white angle. No. It's not, it, like, it's, it's there, it's, and they make jokes about it. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, that's not what it's about. And one of the things that always frustrated me because I saw this movie and I was one of those people who was going to all my friends and grabbing by the right, collar and going, right. go see this movie. And the number of people who wouldn't go see this, they're like, eh, Will Smith, Aliens, I already saw Independence Day. And I'm just like, yeah. no, because it had come out right yeah. soon and the before sad part that is, is, uh, mm-hmm. Like, I like Independence Day. It's fine. Yeah. I, this is a better movie. Yeah, it is a much better movie. Granted, I it doesn't have the Bill Pullman big, no. this is our Independence Day speech. Boy, did you see the previews for the new one? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I'm gonna I mean, see, I'll it. see it. I'll definitely see it. Look, but I'm look like unfortunately, a... it has my money because yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. But... I, I do feel we're 25 years too late. I think so as well. Oh, hey, sirens! Everybody drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I live right down the street from the hospital, so that's a thing that happens from time to time. And this is one of those guys who's got to turn it on as soon as he leaves the hospital and run it all the way down the street. Thanks. Appreciate it. There's no traffic on this street. Anyway, there we go. Lost the sci-fi podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith. I think Rip Torn is oh. fantastic. He's, he, honestly, he steals all the scenes that he's in. I think, and, uh, and j- the, his, the, it's his line delivery. He's so understated. Yes. Like some, like we were talking about Missy over in Doctor Who. She doesn't even stop to chew the scenery before she swallows it whole. Right. But Rip Torn just just delivers the line, just puts it out yeah. there, and it's always funny and it's always awesome. It's, and when he talks about the intergalactic kicker, you're like, okay, it's, that's it's that's just so a dead pan line. You're like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's awesome. Uh, I like that they're like, oh, we keep. Was it we we keep everybody on a thirty six hour day? Yeah. Just like oh, um, mm-hmm. or the I... fact that Tommy Lee Jones delivers everything with such a straight face. Like yeah. this is just how it is. Yeah, yeah. He is like this. Here, meet the twins, Nunana and Bob. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, <laughs> done. Yeah, I've accepted this world at this I point. I really have. Yes. Even Linda Florentino is really good in it now. Her crazy in real life aside, apparently she's supposed to be very problematic on set. Oh, is she really? Kevin Smith will not talk about it because uh-huh. she was in dogma with him. That's right, she uh, was. His only comment was like, I don't discuss Linda Florentino. Like, apparently it was oh, such a problematic oh, thing. Oh, but wow. rumor, according to like online that I've read, allegedly... That was a thing, because if you look, she's not been in the movie in like a decade. I was just going to yeah. say, I was going to ask you what she done lately. Apparently, like, not much. When you're, 
mean yeah. you don't get work. And you if know? you've got somebody like Kevin Smith who's not in your corner, that makes your life difficult. To so it's work. it's very interesting because I, I think she's really good in the movie. She is. Like, I like her character. And I like that she, at the end of the movie, was his partner. You're like... So when you open the sequel and he's with Patrick Warburton, which, not terrible, because we all enjoy Putty, but you're like, so what happened to her? And they do, like, an offhand dialogue. They're like, well, she wanted to go back to real life. And you're like, oh, so you flashy-thinged her and just moved on. And it it was... To me, it didn't feel... Didn't feel like it was respectful of the character. She really no, established she herself as something fun. No, she could have been a real fun. badass woman. Yeah. And I know they want to do a part four with two female leads, and I was like, okay. I mean, I'll or I'll you watch could it, just. You know, but... I don't. I mean, grant. I don't know if I need a part four yeah. connected to the other. Just Men in Black. Yeah. Just call it Men in Black. I don't know something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Making a big statement about, like, we're doing another Men in Black. It is going to be two female leads. It's like, well, you don't have to make that statement. You could just be, hey, we're doing a Men in Black, and there's two female leads. That, well, it's kind of like the Ghostbusters entire, thing. Yeah, like, we could have an entire We're making Ghostbusters, podcast. and we got women. And you're yeah. like, okay. Or you could have just said, we have really good actors. Yeah. We could do an entire podcast about the quote-unquote feminist agenda and everything. And yeah. how it's pissing some people off and other people. I'm like, I don't, I'm not even going to get into it. because No, because it, it's just disappointing. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I would love to see two female leads. Yeah. Or just a man and a woman. It doesn't. X Files worked fine for nine seasons. Oh, ten now. Yeah. So oh, I was about like, to say, just saw the first episode last night. You Yay. know, like it worked fine. You could have easily just ignored and just went about your business. And but, I don't. Yeah. You know, we've I've talked about this about comic books too. I don't care if it's a female character. I don't care if it's a male character. Written by a woman. Written by a man. Give me a good story. Give me great art. That's yeah. All I care. And I the same can be said for the movie. Like if. Um, I was listening to um, a Star Trek podcast, and they were saying that uh, if certain characters that just happen to be women characters later, yeah. the best aspect was is that the writers wrote them non-gender specific. Yeah. yeah. They just wrote, hey, this is Admiral whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Here's the dialogue that we need. Oh, then we do a hiring. We're like, oh, well, she's really good. Oh, we'll just give her this role. Yeah. And it's not written in the sense of a woman's voice. It's true. Because women all talk different. Exactly. I know it's going to be a shock. They uh, talk about a lot of the same things that dudes do. Yeah. Too, so yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen Sex in the City. No. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I think Men in Black 1 is so good with you've got a perfect cast, um, the perfect villain, and then you got the Danny Elfman score, which is... Before we were all tired of Danny Elfman, it's true. It's true. it was still like, oh, cool, this yeah. is really neat. Yeah, and then you've got Barry Sonnenfeld's directing, who I am very pro Barry Sonnenfeld. I'm, I'm a big fan. I think Adam's Family One and Two are probably two of my top ten favorite movies, yeah. and they're I think, surprisingly good. I think yeah. Adam's Family Values is probably the best script ever written. Yeah. I it's really, it's really I went to see. I've never, I've never was a huge Adam's Family fan, but I go see the movies. I'm like, this is really, really, really good. It's really thought out. It and you're is. like, oh, there's actually shit being done here. That, right. You know, there's oh, like cool. character development yeah. and everything. You're like, and wow. I think Barry Sonnenfeld's. He I mean he did. Two and three. I mean, they brought him back because he want, they wanted to keep the tone. Mm-hmm. And you get to part two, and the tone is there. Yeah. It's just, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's, I can't really put my finger on anything specific where you're like, this is where it stopped working. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you watch it and you're like, huh. Mm-hmm. So you didn't need to make a sequel. Like, no. it was perfect. You can have two heroes 
ride off into the sunset and not have to see them come back. Except it works Hollywood fine. can't. No, yeah, because it made to. all the money, and yeah. they're like, oh, well, we have to make a sequel. Did you, did you see the Addams Family musical when it came into town? Uh, I did not. I, I, have, I have the soundtrack, and it's... It's fine. It's fine. I'm not that's, a musical, that's all I'm I'm not a musical person, so it's funny that I, I tell people I went to see it. I'm like, I liked all of it, except for the music, which I could have done without. Yeah. I'm like, it's a music, whatever. There was a great line where... Uh, Wednesday is dating a quote-unquote kind of normal kid. Correct, and yeah. her, his parents come over to dinner at the Adams, and at one point the mom asks Gomez, she's like, do you have a little girl's room? And he said, well, we used to, but we let them go. And it was just delivered yeah. so well. It, it and great. that's the kind of thing I always want. I never understood the Adams family. I'm like, are you monsters? Are yeah. you aliens? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what you are. I don't know, but I like I get it. You're man. kooky. Yeah. I, got, I, I heard the song. Like, I'm totally <laughs> up to what you're doing. <laughs> but I never understood. Like, when you watch the monsters, you're like, oh, you're monsters. I Check. get that. Right. You're like, you're, you're the reaction to the nuclear family and what they were doing in the 60s. Totally got it. Got it. Same could be said about the Adams family, except they are clearly human. Yeah. But then they do things where you're like, Okay, humans don't do that. No, they so really, really don't. You're monsters, yeah. right? Like, like, like <laughs> even in the movie, right, when know? they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, every Halloween we play Bring Out Your Dead. And they're like, oh, what's that? Oh, well, we go in and unbury all our dead. Like, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's but it's weird. funny, yeah. but they don't know what you're doing. But you yeah. could still be human and do that technically. Technically. It's very messed up. But right? there's even lines of dialogue where, like, Morticia's like, oh, I wish I had more time, you know, to... You know, go on a, a soul searching to seek out the dark arts and become a ravager of vengeance. You're like, <laughs> right, love it. Don't know what that means, no. except that implies witchcraft. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think back to Men in Black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting away, and then we come that's back. very Sonnenfeld. So it's all kind of roped in together. Uh, I, Lauren Flynn Boyle as the villain in part two. Is awful. Yeah. I, 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 like I said a few minutes ago, I don't know if I can pinpoint where it fell apart. Mm-hmm. Maybe her. It could be. Or, or you know what? Story. Really, I guess story is where it falls apart. If you don't yeah. have a good story, you maybe don't film it. For me, I <laughs> held on to it so tenacious. Like, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Until they got to the locker. They're like, life is a big locker. Oh. I'm like, no, life is not a big locker. Life is a giant marble. And we've yeah. already established that the locker was just the, not the lo- the, Yeah, the weird, like... God complex, those things. Oh, I don't know. Like, I just, it looked like weird Wookiee dogs yeah. or something. From that moment, I was like, because that ending of the first one with the marble and everything was just so beautiful to me and so weird and strange. It was so, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, that's that's saying something about life. You're it like, is. Cool. A giant it, bag of marbles, yeah. you know? It was great. And it was filmed well. The effects were great and everything. And the music was wonderful and that. And you get to this, I'm like, well, you just lost me and you're not going to get me back. Yeah. You know? it, and, and I just remember, oh, and then he had Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Is a, like a sidekick character, and I feel that that was a studio thing. Like they were like, "Hey, do you think the villain is a sidekick? Yeah, she's a sidekick. Who's really? Ho- oh, the kids like that jackass thing on MTV. Yeah. Get get that Knoxville guy in here, and you're yeah. like, well, that feels forced. It really does. Well, the whole that the, honestly, the whole movie felt forced. It, it was did. Like we made all this money on the first one. Let's, I mean, and I've heard about that happening in Hollywood before too, where like one of the Ocean's movies, like Ocean's Twelve or whatever. It was not written for those characters in that movie. They had another like bank heist movie uh-huh. that nobody really wanted to do, and they said, "Let's take this script and make it into an Ocean's movie." It's fair. And sometimes I feel like that's what happened with Men in Black too. You know, yeah. somebody had a story someplace else. They're like, "Well, this will never work on its own." But what if we shoehorn all the Men in Black characters into the story? Yeah, Wouldn't that be good. No, that's 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 fair. Yeah. yeah. It, I, now 
my only real, one of my biggest complaints with part three was, again, it was like, you waited too damn long. Yeah. Like, I'm 15 years. Yeah. I moved on. Like, at this point, either, and I, I don't want to say this, reboot it. Oh, God. Or no. don't make it at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as much as I'm not a big fan of the reboot, but it was just like, okay, see, you brought back all these characters who we enjoy. Okay, and? And? And yeah, then no. they did a time travel rework. Yeah. The, the origin stuff yeah. story you know and that's fine I guess if that's what you have to do by the third one that is what you do yeah, you know yeah. even even Star Trek knew that you yeah. know but but as you said or the being about there there are positive things about part three Josh Brolin's imitation of Tommy Lee Jones that's in the 60s, what I have heard that's yeah. like yeah. you watch it for that like they're usually <laughs> I'm like, I'm like this, that's the best part nice um, I mean Bill Hader's Andy Warhol's very funny Emma Thompson is good in it, but completely wasted and underused. Yeah, it's okay. almost like, you know what, if you're going to hire Emma Thompson, you have really her should do something. give her a lot of stuff to yeah. work with, really. I had more problems with part three, not story wise, it was more of a technical thing. Um, they, I felt that the filmmakers started relying on the. George Lucas, hey, we can build this digitally and not have to build a set. So, like, and it was forced 3D, which does not help. No, and it was all, it was during, there was like a good, I want to say five to seven years where everybody thought this is going to replace all other special effects. And unfortunately, one, we can tell, and two, the technology didn't support the idea. No, not at all. One of these days it will, but not now. It's like I remember watching it in 3D and I'm sitting there, in which I don't pay extra for 3D. It was a it was up screening. Sure. And I was like, because I won't, I, I want you to charge me less. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there watching it, and I remember thinking, Will Smith is talking to Emma Thompson in an office. I know that that table is there because sure. they're touching it. Yeah. But the windows, the office, the, everything around them, that's not really there. And if it is, then that. The, the set dressing and production design yeah. needs to... It wasn't I was great about to because say, if it was it's, very terrible. If it's something that exists in real life but you think it might be fake, well, it's not really good filming. It's like, then, I kept it? thinking, why is the foreground so in my face to make it look so long? And I'm like, I'm in an office. Yeah. Nothing's happening. They're like, it, look, look, 3D, 3D. Yeah, I'm like, there's uh, spears are not being chucked at my face <laughs> and I can dodge like, you know, Captain EO or something. I'm like, this is not working for me. No. And And... And there was just a lot of. I remember hearing that um, there's a. Uh, she's an actress slash model slash singer. I okay. think from Britain. Uh, I think her name's Nicole Schelzinger. I can't say her last name. Mm-hmm. It's something very long. Mm-hmm. She had a small part in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where she lets the big bad guy out of space jail or whatever. Right. And I remember. She was on the Graham Norton show about six months before the movie had opened, and she was talking about, oh, yeah, she's like the second sidekick. She's having a real to the time doing all this stuff. She loves being in all these costumes and crazy. And then you see the movie, she's like one scene. Oh. And I was like, okay, so how much was rewritten on the fly, yeah. cut you out, and they went back for reshoots? Oh, that's and not you can, a good sign, you can yeah. tell the reshoots. You're like, you're like oh, because Will Smith's hair is, you know slightly different or you're like oh some people put on weight between or lost weight depending on how much time was it so did it not do good with test audiences or something probably not it it, it is it's just I feel if you're gonna make you wait for 15 years for a a sequel Mm. that script better be tight yeah 
there should be no wiggle room. Like you, like you're like I've worked for 15 years. This is what I have brought down from the mountain. Yep, yep. And you read, you're like, this is really good. And then you get on set, you're like, okay, let's just change everything. And you're like, okay, that's. Of course, that's what but Hollywood does. Hollywood yeah. If another production company got their hands in the mix halfway through, I mean, exactly. they could just chuck everything, you know? But. but having two not great sequels, it doesn't hurt that first movie. It really doesn't. Because I never really think about the other two. No. It's like, I'm like, I can watch part one on its own and be fine. No, no I'm yeah. totally, I, I, own, <laughs> I own it in DVD and VHS. Because yeah. I'm that it, person. It's kind of yeah. like... Hate it or love it. This is a weird example, but I'm, it's the only one I can think of at the moment. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull doesn't take away the enjoyment and the love of the first three. Right. Just don't watch it. No, and that's like, all yeah. I never have. Like, you, know? I, like you hear the fans get really angry. Like, and I'm like, just don't watch it. Exactly. It like, it's the same with JJ's Trekverse. Like, if you don't like it, you have 50 years mm-hmm. of other material to watch. Mm-hmm. You don't... Have to watch the other one. We just came out of the Star Wars hole at this point. So, yeah, you know it's the also, same thing. Just don't watch the prequels. Just don't watch them. Ignore it's fine. them. Like, you're totally fine. There's suggested viewings for all the movies that actually say don't watch the yeah. first one. It is like some people are like, oh, they raped my childhood. Did they? I, did, I don't think they did. I think <laughs> like, you're free to statement. just leave it alone. You know, <laughs> you can just ignore it. It's true. And it's fine. There's a lot of other things you can watch instead. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like like TV. Like, oh, there's so many channels. I don't know what to watch. Yeah, that means you don't know what to watch. Choose anything. Exactly. You, you don't. We, you're not. You have free will. Yeah. It's wonderful. You have options to complain about. Oh, there's too much good stuff. Yes, really? Like, That's what? what you're going to complain about? Like, God. Yeah. I, no, I, I think um, I, the Men in Black cartoon that came on after the movie was fun. I didn't watch it religiously. I was in high school. Right. You know, honestly, the Batman animated series was going on. I'm like, well, that's a better show. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I never watched it either, but that's all right. And I think it was fun. It was um, Agent uh, J and... A girl, like I think, were the two leads. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of picked up where maybe they thought if they ever did a sequel with Laurel's character, that that's what they would do, right. and they never did. Right. Um, but going back to what you said about the special effects in the first movie, uh, the bug is gross. The bug is intensely gross, and yeah. all of the 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 when the bug is like squooshed and everything, oh, and yeah. you know, and it's funny people were you got the nerds who like to point out things like a lot of those roaches that you saw crawling around uh-huh. um, don't exactly exist in the North American continent. Oh, but I'm like, I don't roach. care. They're just yeah. roaches. It's fine. Just squoosh them. But that was pretty gross. Also, I mean, when you step on a roach, they don't explode with that much guts either. So you know, they don't. Like... But you know what? They do explode with a little guts, which makes it hard to squish them. I hate yeah, squishing I, bugs. I, the roaches are gross. And I, in before you even find out it's a bug, I remember there's that line of dialogue where um, uh, Agent K gets on and he's just like, Zed, we got a bug. And he just hangs up the phone. I remember thinking like, what does that mean? Yeah. And yeah. then you find out, oh, it's a literal bug. Yeah, I was like, is. oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it is. And the idea that, I mean... It doesn't even have to be a particular race of bugs. It's just yeah. any kind of insectoid animal intent on taking over the earth is not going to be good. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's just no. I think I, I, yeah, Men in Black. I think is a fantastic. It's yeah, top ten worthy of sci-fi film. Yeah, it's got everything that I want in a sci-fi comedy. Yes, when I want to watch a sci-fi comedy, there's only a few options. Mm. Well, there's a lot of options, but I mean good options. Right. It is usually Men in Black or like Galaxy Quest. And if it isn't yes. those two, no, no, that's I'm kind of like, fair. well, I'll see what else is going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch something else. Right. But I think top 2 would probably be Galaxy Quest and 
Men in Black because they're fantastic. Once you get out of that, I mean, if you throw in some animated sci-fi, you can oh, get sure. some pretty good yeah, comedies yeah, yeah. in there as well. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, Men in Black, I think, is is probably almost a perfect film. I, I can't. Really do. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I can't think of anything that I ever really had a problem with no. in that movie. You know? It's very rewatchable. Yeah. I mean, you don't. It's even many, today. We're still. Ago? We're, How many yeah. years ago? How many years ago? It's. What is it? Fifteen years ago? Oh no! I mean, it was like ninety-three. So oh, we're, we're, really? we're pushing twenty oh, years wow. almost. Yeah. Holy cow! And it's still it's not dated even a no. little bit. No, yeah. I mean it's dated in the sense of like technology-wise. Yeah. Oh, you're sure. like because you're like, well, they would have cell phones. Yeah, but no, and but it doesn't. No. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? they didn't have cell phones, and they were fine. Yeah, they, yeah. Did. they still Just saved the world without what? cell phones. No smartphones, and everyone was okay. I mean, they had like space phones with yeah. us, you know. That's fine too. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoy the conversation uh, that Tommy Lee Jones has with Will Smith about the little itty bitty disc. And it's such, he's just like, oh, check this out. These are going to replace CDs someday. And yeah. he's looking at it a little itty bit and he goes, and it's a throwaway line that I, I know probably was written, but I love it. He's just like, oh, I guess I'll have to rebuy their White Album. And I, somebody like, told me the other day, because intellectually I knew that the White Album has been remastered and reprinted. Oh, yeah. It's like at least 17 different yeah. versions. Yeah, I just thought that was a really good throwaway line. Nice. And I'd love to think that that was his line. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was written, but if it wasn't, then... It was great. You earned that Oscar, Tommy Lee. <laughs> I think my parents love this movie. They don't like a lot of sci-fi, but they love this movie. And every time we all watch it together, and that line when they're in the car and they're playing Elvis music, oh. and Will Smith's like, you know, Elvis is dead. He's, oh, like, He's not dead. Great. He just went home. Yes. And my parents adore that line. I, I said the same thing when David Bowie passed away. Exactly. Like, he went home. He went home. That's right. Like Absolutely. Him and Elvis. <laughs> oh, God. They're hanging out together. It's totally cool. Yeah. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, I would. But awesome. Yeah, I would. Uh, anything else you can think of on the Men in Black Perfection? No, I just, I would just throw more love on it and yeah no it's, i think it's a, it's, it's a solid film and uh it's a great concept it's a i honestly you know what don't make another movie mm-hmm. i think a television series would work really well i'd watch it i would you know yeah. but i guess by that rationale you say well we have x-files but x-files isn't funny no x-files you know? will have the occasional funny episode but yeah you know, yeah so i mean i mean i think a men in black series would work really well yep Get two really strong um, leads, and you got a funny series. Throw money at it, yeah. and it'll work. You yeah, know? get Netflix to do it. They've been doing good stuff. Oh, yeah, just screw it. Just do Netflix. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> it's totally fine. You know, have then we Marvel can watch do it, and yeah. then everything. It's Agents of Shield with <laughs> Ben and Black. Like that's done. I'm in. Yeah, like, <laughs> Copyright lost in sci-fi podcast. Like, that would be fantastic. <laughs> That'll be us for this week. I, I am Leland, and I'm Elizabeth, and this is the Lost in Sci-Fi podcast. And you can also find us on the Twitter, the Facebook. Also, Elizabeth and her sister do... Um, Binary System Podcast. <laughs> I always want to call it something else. That's all good. <laughs> and then there is my other podcast, the Movie Issues Podcast, all found on the pixeladygeek.com or our perceptive websites and Facebooks, yes. Twitters. We're all, we're social media up. Yep. So anything and everywhere you can find us. So we will see you next week. Enjoy. Bye. Now freeze. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.